Tony Bennett. I know what I'm listening to tonight. Yeah, and it, it, it is heyday, but even as he got older, the stylings were still there, but in that song, you hear the, the purity of yeah. the voice in some spots. Some of the work that he did, that uh, duets album that he did with Lady Gaga, mm. was, uh, was, was absolutely fantastic uh, as well. Uh, Tony Bennett, if you're just joining us, passing away the age of... 96. Six had been dealing Amazing. with um, Alzheimer's over the yeah. past number of years. Um, but I guess, yeah. And I guess just two weeks shy of his 97th yeah. birthday, but yeah, 96. Yeah. Uh, amazing. And, and great, great catalog, great history, oh. a great legacy. Uh, and it's, it's always. I, Crooners, man. I, I, I always love uh, somebody who is so, so. Uh, Solid in 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 our culture. I still remember Alec Baldwin's impressions of Tony oh. Bennett on SNL <laughs> as well. Right, those things kind of make me laugh as well. But this guy was just yeah, he was he was the bomb for sure. Well, talk about impressions. We just had a text uh, coming in at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three from Atif saying, "Hey, you know what? The um the Elks game last night kind of reminded me of." An impression of Groundhog Day. The same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> Morley Scott joining us from Winnipeg this morning. Hey, Morley. Hey, guys. Uh, Tony Bennett, by the way, does a great version. Uh, I know him, but New York State of Mind, the Billy Joel song. He mm. did it by himself. He did it with Billy Joel a couple times, too. And a New York artist, he he was, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, great voice, great catalog, so many cool songs. So, uh, And I know he hadn't been seen in public, I don't think, for a while, because as you mentioned, Daryl, he'd been suffering from Alzheimer's and he'd kind of uh, kind of been, you know, gone underground a little bit and, and had hadn't talked to people or hadn't performed or hadn't been out but uh, yeah so obviously it did got to the stage where he passed away but great voice oh what a great voice he had there was a special actually i think it was a was it maybe a 60 minutes uh documentary uh with uh tony bennett and lady gaga uh within the past couple of years showing everything but how he would for you know obviously because of the disease he would forget stuff but as soon as he started playing the music he would there, start yeah, singing yeah. and get him on stage and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, um, Morley Scott, uh, you know what? I, that, that game wasn't that bad last night. <laughs> you know what? It's uh, funny. It, it, it's funny. Yeah, and you said someone and said the impersonation of Groundhog Day. It, it's kind of true. And even Chris Jones last night just said it's just the same song, another verse for us. And, and uh, that's the thing. Under different circumstances, I think the Elks would have been pretty happy with what happened yeah. last night. But because they're 0-6 going <laughs> into the game, and they're not because they're 0-7. I mean, they hung with... Um, uh, what has been the best team in the Canadian Football League for the last five years with the two-time MOP at quarterback who had a terrific night last night, Zach Kolaris, 20 of 24. He only had four incompletions last night, uh, 308 yards and a couple of touchdown passes. They held, they they stuck with the Blue Bombers into the third quarter, and the third quarter continues to be the Achilles heel. Uh, they were tied at six at the half, and then in the in the third quarter, uh, it was uh, it, it was kind of where the game turned. Uh, they got outscored 15-8 in the third quarter, which is better better than we've seen in a couple of games this year. Outscored 22-8 in the second half in total, and that's where they lost the game. So, uh, 28-14 the final score. Some some good things again, uh, but a lot of the same bad things again. Uh, you know, drop passes, missed passes, um, unable to stop the run. Uh, they, they gave up over 100 yards to Brady Oliveira, uh, and gave up over 100 yards as a team again for, I think, the fifth or fourth or fifth time, straight time uh, this year. So, some of the things that we've seen all season long did not get corrected last night and they dropped to 0 and 7 in the uh, in the CFL and you know we're no longer early in the season right we're into the second third we're getting close to the halfway mark of the season so obviously the hole is getting really really deep right now for the Edmonton Elks well and we, you know there was another team on the field called the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and they got a pretty key guy back who also made a difference last night Kenny Lawler somebody we're familiar yeah. with here too yeah. 
Oh man! Uh, although the one catch, when you when you look at it, that great catch early, mm-hmm. you know, it probably shouldn't have counted, and they probably should have reviewed that one, but it ended up standing, so uh, he'll get credit for it. And yeah, he had a great night. Didn't look like he hadn't played football for a couple of months, <laughs> did it? I mean, he had uh, seven catches for 93 yards, and and was was really good in the game. Another guy who was so important in the game and a guy that Alex fans know very well because he played in Edmonton for a couple of years and won a great cup in 2015 was, was Willie Jefferson. Uh, the numbers aren't spectacular, but when you take a deeper look at it, he had two tackles, he had a, a, a knockdown and he had a quarterback sack or he had two knockdowns and the two knockdowns and the quarterback sack all came in the fourth quarter as the Elks were trying to mount a comeback and trying to get, get things going again. So Willie Jefferson really put his hand on the game literally in the, uh, in the fourth quarter as well. So, Back to the drawing board. They get a couple of days off now. They won't. Uh, I don't believe they're going back to practice until uh, Tuesday, and they'll play the uh, BC Lions at Commonwealth coming up on Saturday night of next week. So it's not doesn't get any easier. Then the Bombers are in town after yeah. that. So um, you know, uh, and again, and not a ter- not a terrible night last night, but it's just another night like they've seen. And I think that's beginning to be become the frustration for everybody is that we keep seeing the same thing over and over again. So you know that this is going to continue to uh, perpetuate the the question of do we stick with with Taylor Cornelius at quarterback. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a hot topic again, and it's probably going to be one of the one of the few questions uh, that are asked first to Chris Jones when the Yachts go back to practice. And, you know, we asked him about the quarterbacking last night and uh, on our post-game show, and he said, you know, he wasn't great. He made some plays. He missed some plays. Uh, and you could really describe everybody like that last yeah. night uh, for, for the Yachts. So, yeah, it's a decision they're going to have to make. And, I mean, He's what is he uh, four and twenty-two now in his career as a starting quarterback? Zero and seven this year. So yeah, they're going to have to make some decisions on him, and and you got to get to the point where you either got to you got to maybe make a move or maybe double down and just say, okay, we know he's got the skills, we know he's got the size, we just got to we got to teach him to be a better quarterback. So we'll see where they go, but uh, it's still to be determined about about uh, the quarterbacking situation and the Elks like probably five teams in the Canadian Football League right now because of injuries and, and other reasons have quarterback issues to deal with. There's not many teams who you can point to and say, yeah, they got a good starting quarterback. I mean, it's it's Winnipeg, obviously. It's BC. It's Toronto. And I think after that, uh, maybe Montreal. And I think after that, everybody's got question marks at that quarterbacking spot. So the Elks aren't alone in this in this position. Uh, one more for you, Morley, uh, before we let you go. Third yeah. quarter, you mentioned, they seem to have trouble with it. Is it somewhat on coaching for adjustments? So they go back into the, into the locker room at halftime and, and the other team tends to come out and sort of take over in that third quarter. Is that on the coaches? Is that on the players? I know that it's a little bit on both, but where yeah. do you think it leans? I, I think I think it's on both the, the holy because I mean the, the coaches do what they can to prepare and this week of practice or last week of practice understanding what the situation was Chris Jones actually put a halftime in at practice this week and uh, halfway through practice they blew the whistle they stopped everybody went to the sidelines they had a little talk they had some water and then five minutes later they went back out because Jones was trying to get them to get all right see how you can crank up the intensity again and they just don't seem to be able to do that uh, and and even actually when they do it goes wrong for him because in the Hamilton game they came out in in the second half and uh, scored a touchdown on their first series on like it took two plays before they got to the end zone uh, on the touchdown by Kyran Moore they went up 13-10 and then gave up 24 straight points after that <laughs> so uh, it's it's they started well in the second half in that game last night they didn't start terrific in the second half last night but they made it closer you know it's a, it's a shame you got to say they were only outscored 15-8 in the third quarter last night but they were still outscored um, so they had a good response on the 
on the big touchdown pass. They uh, came back with a touchdown of their own. So yeah, it it it's just second half issues continue, and that and, and that's a part of the problem. That's a big part of the problem. It's three or four games now they've been tied going into the half and have come out and haven't been able to win the games. And and we saw in Hamilton uh, in the Hamilton game and in the Toronto game especially, they just absolutely got blown out in the third quarter, and that has to change. They got to figure that out. Uh, the coaches have done what they can do. The players also got to show that intensity and come out and play better in the, in the third quarter as well. So as to answer your question, Daryl, like you said, it probably falls <laughs> evenly on both of them moving forward. <laughs> Thanks, Morley. Morley Scott is 12-minute answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. Uh, heal up that throat. Safe travels home, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, thank you very much, guys. We'll see you on Monday.